It's time for The Rush with Butkus Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Got an opinion? You can call the show on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Sound off on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's time for The Rush with Butkus Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Oh, I like yogurt, but the salt. Like, do you eat peanuts when you drink beer? Do you eat, uh, well, pretzels. Right, so it's the salt in the beer, it's the salt in the yogurt. You do what? No, well, I do. Sometimes I put salt in beer. The doctor doesn't like that. Um, you know what? For, I'm not a big lime fan. Those are the plain ones? Get the ones with everything on it. That's not well, that's too much for my stomach. Is it? Yeah. Last year at this time, I could have eaten them. This year, I can't eat them. you got to explain to me what is happening there. <laughs> I thought the same thing when I saw it yesterday. There's literally like the... Uh, so I go on YouTube and look up OSU's <laughs> press conference from yesterday, and that's the first 40 seconds of what's shown on there is him talking about, yeah, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't put lime in my beer, and talking about pretzels and salt, salty things with beer. <laughs> is he eating something? He was eating something. <laughs> you can hear it. But it just it it just makes me laugh, man, because it's what you pointed out yesterday, and it's so true. It's you know he coached an awful game in the biggest game of the year, and it's just the difference in how the two programs are covered. That is just jovial, happy-go-lucky. Let's talk about you know if he puts lime in his beer or not. The Monday press conference after the Bedlam loss. It's just amazing to me. Oh my God. Well, yeah. Um, it's interesting, <laughs> and I know there's no way the there's no way that's reflective of the fan base. I mean, you can't tell me that a program that I think is number two to Oklahoma in the Big Twelve over the last you know at least decade, maybe more than that, and you know has coming off the year they had last year and. Were what were they seven and zero at one point this season? Uh, right. let's see. They they beat Baylor early on. Their first loss was to Kansas State, right? So yeah, six or seven and zero. I think. I think that's uh, right. You, you can't tell me that their fan base is still well, just okay with anything over five hundred. I there's no way that's the case. They were they were five and zero, six and one until they lost to Kansas State. Their first loss was that. Lost to TCU, but they're ranked like number eight in the country. I, there's no way the fan base is still just like aloof and doesn't care about anything, right? There's no way. I I don't think that's the like. I don't think that there's it's ever just going be to be the way they're covered in the media. Yeah, like I, I don't think that there's ever going to be you know a, a ton of heat for someone losing to OU per se. I think most OSU fans understand the situation, but. Like, they at least want to go out and, like, try, like, try to win the game and not punt it from fourth and two at midfield and at least feel like their coach 
coached very aggressive and gave them the best chance to win and not almost take a knee on their chances to win the game. Like I, I don't know. I don't know how many OSU fans listen to our show. If you are an OSU fan, like how do you feel about the whole situation we're talking about? 405-651-3439. Well, did anyone ask him about those situations in the press conference? Um, I, I mean, it was a 45 minute press conference. I listened to about half of it, but I, I didn't, I didn't hear anything asked about it really. Not much, if anything. Well, all right. Well, uh, yeah, well, that's great. Uh, I love the audio coming out. Let's see. Oklahoma state ends with, uh, West Virginia, which they should probably, well, I don't know. I, I no, think they win that very, game. Don't oh, you? I, I mean, I, I do. I, just because the the situation around West Virginia has got to be just so awkward right now. They already fired their AD, which normally means what? The head coach is about to get fired, right? Right. So I think Neil Brown knows. I think that entire team knows that this is his last game at West Virginia. Does that impact how hard they play or the way they play on Saturday? I don't know. But even though OSU is not a very good team right now, they're still better than West Virginia. They should yeah. win that game. Well, uh, yeah, I agree with that. Which would make Oklahoma State eight and four, five and four in the Big Twelve. Not bad. All right. Well, um, text line. Let's get to that. Y'all are right. Okay. O- OU and OSU are covered differently, but in my experience, fans at OSU are a lot more okay with losing than we are. I think they're just fundamentally different than us, probably because most of us haven't been kicked in the head by a cow. <laughs> I, that, that was not an ending that I expected while I was reading that. I didn't read it before. That caught me by surprise, but that was, that was a nice twist at the end. I have not been kicked in the head by a cow, but I have been stomped in the stomach by a horse. Um, yeah. So the maybe I can understand that. you are a that. horseman, I'm sure that you have. Yeah. Well, but – I I hear what the texter's saying, but I think that experience of Oklahoma State fans has to be like mostly going off of pre the last decade, right? Prior to the last decade, where they've been uh, multiple ten win football team last year, go to the Big Twelve Championship. I just figured things would have changed. But well, maybe not. Well, I think they have changed. I think, like, in terms of a win total, I, I think that there's an expectation every year of being, you know, at least 8-4. and four. But they're 3-15. and 15, Like, it, it's the question that always gets brought up. Like, which coach could be 3-15 and 15 against their biggest rival and still keep their job? I mean, it's a very valid question. I, I think that you're, uh, you're, like, halfway right here. You're on a good track. The expectations overall have changed, but I don't know if their expectations in winning the Bedlam game have. But I, I, I still think that they just want someone well, that's not going to play super conservative in that game and give him a chance to win, unlike he did Saturday. Well, I guess that's kind of my point, is like you would think the win total expectations going up, like the like still the biggest thing is beating your rival, and I, at a minimum you would like your coach to – at least appear like that game is maybe more meaningful and get aggressive and attack and maybe pull out some wrinkles, not coach so conservative. I I guess I just I I 
I, and I'm not I'm not saying anything about the fan base. I'm just saying I feel like there's a disconnect between the way the media handles Oklahoma State and probably how their fan oh, base. Oh, dude, hundred percent. Because what is what is the media obsessed with? Uh, Mike Gundy's comedy Funny routine. Quotes. Yes, yeah. yes, <laughs> yes. He's got him hook, line, and sinker, man. Because he can come out and talk about peanuts in his beer or no lime in his beer after a really tough loss, and they're just going to laugh about it. And oh, makes for shucks. a great, yeah, great video clip on the nightly sure. news. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey. Um, it's still fun. I, hey, I will. I will say he's got me hook, it. line, and sinker too. I, I like the uh, yeah. Four oh five. Yeah, I put salt in my beer too. All, all my OSU family and friends definitely don't have the emotions or knowledge of football that OU true fans have. They get super excited, hoping to beat us. But if they lose, they sort of accept it and feel normal. Yeah, it's still probably one of those um, gather momentum fan bases. Like, it's like, hey, we're three and zero. Did you hear? And then, hey, we're five and zero. Did you hear? And then, by the time you're six and zero, seven and zero, like everyone's starting to gain some excitement about the season, right? Like that type of, it kind of snowballs on you instead of, like, everyone tapping their foot for the doors to open at the beginning of the year, demanding that we better be seven and zero, or <laughs> you know. Well, even if you are seven and zero, there's still people mad. Look at last yeah. year, for instance. That's true. Guys, with the way he's talked about OU lately, he's trying to play it like the game means nothing to him, when in reality, he cries the day before and usually the day after. Yeah. Puts on a pretty good face. I'm just saying, like, I, I'm going to guess, and I, I think that you're of this opinion as well. Like, here, OSU fans are probably annoyed. Like, hearing him last week make fun of Boz and Jamil Holloway and OU back in the 80s, and, well, I'd, I'd probably be the head coach at OU. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying that's probably how it would have worked out. You know, saying the things that he did and then coaching yeah. the way that he did on Saturday, that wouldn't sit well with most fans, I would guess. Called Bosworth dumb. <laughs> well, and basically accused him of using steroids and basically said it. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Well, well, I don't know. Uh, I still like it. Now, head football coach at the University of Oklahoma, Brent Venables, had his press conference today. Um, was asked about a wide range of things. Bowl opt-outs, um, which I thought was was an interesting one, and well, I was kind of curious about that. Like, I don't. Do you sense that we would have any bowl opt-outs? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, in in the caliber of a bowl game that they're going to play yeah, in. That's true. I mean, and we saw it last year for the first time, right? Last year was the first time in a while that they weren't playing in a, you know, at least in a New Year's Six game, and we saw how many guys opted out. Heck, they played in a Cotton Bowl a couple of years ago, a New Year's Six game, and they had a guy yeah. opt out. So, yeah, I, I think that they probably will, and we got to get to uh, Coach Stoops coming up here pretty quick. I know we'll hit this later in the show. I, I am interested, not really interested, but I, I, I have a guess on how some people in the national media are going to spin that that he's very uh, non-player friendly with a take like that. But just listen to the entire audio clip. And it's actually on our Twitter page, The Ref, at KREF Sports. 
if you actually listen to the entire thing, it's like, you know, like, this this is a team. Like, you, you can't leave the team when it's just convenient for you. Like, I'm trying to build a culture here where it's always about the team. So I, I think his overall message was spot on, and I agree with it. I don't think anybody loves bowl opt-outs. It's just the way that college football is right now. And he's saying, I don't care what bowl game we're in. Like, I want to create something where guys feel – like they're obligated and they want to stay around for for their other mm-hmm. for their other teammates. That's the point, right? Yeah, no, I I think that's that's how I feel, and I I think that I think fans want the players to feel that way. Like it means that they kind of feel the same way about it as you do, which you know is. I, there becomes a there becomes a point where I, it, it does make sense for some guys, right? But that doesn't mean that you don't still hope that everyone feels an obligate an obligation and uh, a sense of duty to go and do that, and even maybe have the conversation with coach about like, uh, hey, I want to be here. I want to be here with the team. I don't want to bail, but I also don't want to risk anything in the Idaho Potato Bowl, you know. So I, I guess I understand both sides of it for sure. Yeah, and yeah, I would guess um, OU's going to have a couple opt outs this year. Eric what, Gray. What, who do you think? Eric Gray. Um, I think that there's a chance that huh. Anton Harrison could opt out. Yeah, I guess there's a couple. Would there? Would there will be a couple? Do you not? Right. I don't know. You don't know. I I think there's a, a chance that there's some guys that are gonna leave early for the NFL. I I don't I don't know how I would equate that to those guys opting out. So you don't have an opinion one way or the other if uh if they're gonna if they're they're gonna have any opt outs or not? You're still waiting to see until no. a couple weeks before? Well I don't know. Oh, okay. All right. Huh. So you think just because a guy's going to the NFL that they'll they're likely to opt out? Uh, not necessarily, but those a lot of times go hand in hand when guys yeah. uh, leave early. And like if they were in a college football playoff game, obviously I wouldn't think that. But they're probably going right, to be right, in right, the right. Texas Bowl or the Liberty Bowl. So sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I guess I, I'm. I'm not a fan of it, and I know there's not a lot of people that are a fan of it, but just kind of an unfortunate reality at this point. All right, let's hit a quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Uh, Bob Stoops coming up next. And uh, today I'm hanging out at the Carlstone here in Norman. We'll learn a lot more about this place as the show rolls on. Stay tuned. The word is spreading, and the ref army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio Sports Network and worldwide on the KREF app. It's the season of giving thanks, pumpkin spice, and everything nice. Get the nicest deals on all the new Buicks at Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno. Like the quiet, comfortable SUV. The new 2022 Buick Envision. Made so you'll get all your little pumpkins where they need to be this holiday season. You'll be thankful you went to Dorsey Jones. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC. I-40 and Highway 81 exit 125 in El Reno. Or dorsey jones Buick GMC.com. Experience the new Buick. 
Think about the last time you moved. Remember how you said you'd never do it alone again? We know moving is tough, but at Two Men and a Truck, we make it easy. No matter the move, big or small, we'll make it a smooth one. We're the movers who care, and we'll prove it with our full-time employed, background-checked movers. We're local and affordable, and we can help at a price that won't make you wish you'd done it on your own. For home and business moving, call the movers who care. Two Men and a Truck, 405 708-7707. Are you looking for the kind of OU apparel you can wear at work or dress up events? The Jimmy Austin Pro Shop carries the best brands like Tommy Bahama, Peter Millar, Travis Matthew, Footjoy, Greg Norman, Polo, and most recently the popular Lululemon clothing line. Open seven days a week. It's the best shop around whether you're a golfer or not. If you need corporate special orders, they can do that too. Come out and shop or call the Pro Shop at the Jimmy Austin OU Golf Club at 405-325-6716. Life's too short for small buns. 405 Burger Bar is moving locations to Main Street in the heart of Norman. With handmade Oklahoma onion burgers and a full bar, 405 Burger Bar will be your favorite place to watch games. Follow us on Instagram at 405 Burger Bar to learn more about our burgers, bar, and sports bar atmosphere. 405 Burger Bar, Main Street in Norman, just east of I-35. 405 Burger Bar in Norman on Main Street. Big buns, real meats. Do you need legal help? Make the right call and choose TTSB Law to help you. A winning law firm, local in Norman, Tally Turner Spice Burtman, have experienced attorneys that will provide you the best representation possible. Whether you are facing a criminal charge, going through a divorce, dealing with family estate issues, or need help for your business, we are here to protect you. Call us at 405-364-8300 or visit our website, ttsblaw.com. Whether you're looking for the perfect gifts to dazzle your loved ones or choosing a present for yourself, you can rely on our elves at Mitchell's Jewelry. We have a tremendous selection of wish list favorites like stacking bracelets, diamond hoop earrings, and diamond studs, plus the favorite trend-setting delicate gold necklaces and paperclip chains. Don't make Santa wonder what you want. Let's get your wish list started. Enjoy ample parking, our sparkling clean showroom, plus complimentary gift wrap. Mitchell's Jewelry, 2201 West Main in Norman. Experts say it takes 10,000 hours to master a skill, but you don't have to be a master to get started. At More Norman Tech, our hands-on training gets you on the right track right now with dozens of programs to fit your future. It takes hard work to turn a hobby into your hire. So get to it. Your success story is a lot closer than you think. More Norman Tech, powered by Career Tech. Great Plains Kubota is selling surplus equipment on PurpleWave.com December 13th. All items will sell with no reserve or minimum. Bid now on 2021 Kubota Skid Steer or 2020 Kubota Tractor with attachments, zero-turn mowers, backhoes, mini excavators, tilt-deck equipment trailers, and many more assets are in the Great Plains Kubota auction selling December 13th. Visit PurpleWave.com for inspection items. Purple Wave Auction. Straight. Simple. Sold. It is the rush on the ref, Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. He joins us every single Tuesday at 320. He's Bob Stoops, brought to you by Modelo. It's been a couple of weeks since we caught up with Bob. we got a lot to talk about. Uh, Bob, let's start here, though. What would you think about the way the OU defense played Saturday night in that Bedlam win? 
Uh, I thought they were fantastic. Uh, creating turnovers, uh, just tackling. Uh, it all, had all kind of different pressures uh, and got to the quarterback, chased him around. He was uncomfortable all night. So I, 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 thought, it was, uh, I thought it was a great evening for them. Is wild kind of the way that game unfolded. Um, come out, go right down the field on offense, defense, get some stops, forces some turn, uh, turnovers. You go up 28-0 and then kind of stalled out. It was weird the way that that played out. Um, what did you think happened offensively as the game wore on? Just kind of Oklahoma State got more aggressive on them, or, or what do you think went down? Well, I think some of it um, is on us. I don't. I always give credit to Oklahoma or the other team, but I mean, Braden Willis is going into scoring fumbles. Everybody conveniently forgets about that. Uh, I don't think that had much to do with how quick we were snapping the ball. And then, uh, and then we have another drop, and uh, and then we uh, what was the turnover right before half that I thought where he got a chance yeah. to get three points and is thrown in back of uh, maybe Drake or somebody, and there's a hard – any time the ball gets tipped in the middle of the field, it's likely to be an interception. And so, you know, if you, you think about it, Braden Willis, even that one, if he doesn't fumble the ball, and I, I, Braden's awesome, so I'm not being critical of him. These things happen in games. But now we're it's 35 and every no one's complaining about anything. Mm-hmm. So in the end, I thought they were the first half was outstanding. Uh, both sides of the ball, turnovers hurt us at the end of the first half. That isn't anybody's fault. That just happens. And then uh, the I don't I don't mind at all how they played in the third quarter offensively. Um, that's how you how how they get 28, 30, almost thirty five points in the first half. By doing what they do, right? Yeah. Yeah. You don't, I don't care what anybody says. You don't all of a sudden change everything. And, you know, in the second half, just because you're up some points, they could easily come back and, in fact, made it a 15 point game. But, but I, in the fourth quarter, you change. In the fourth quarter, you got to be more, you got to be mindful totally of the clock. And I get that. But not not the early parts, uh, first, second, third. You, you otherwise don't ever go fast. You know, just use the clock all the time. Then, um, in the end, the fourth quarter, definitely when we're running the, and we run the football so well that we can burn or should be able to burn the the clock in the fourth quarter, whether it be taking short, quick throws as with the with the run game that are there when they're loading the box up. And that's my opinion of it. I, I recall the, and just an example, the crazy game with uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes and Baker Mayfield going back and forth down it, down in Lubbock, mm-hmm. and Lincoln looked at me with about four minutes to go in the game or whatever it was, and I are talking on the headsets. He says, "Coach, how do you want me to play this?" I said, "Lincoln." I said, there's no way we can break our rhythm right now. I don't care if fast, slow, whatever, we got to score. <laughs> I said, so, I said, so, I said, we got to score if we're going to win the game. And I said, so, I said, I don't, I wouldn't break the rhythm right now. And we were going fairly fast. 
So point being, don't all of a sudden try and burn the clock, and all of a sudden you get out of rhythm offensively. Um, and that was that was he and I's conversation with about four minutes to go in that game. And fortunately, we stayed in rhythm, scored a touchdown, and won the game. But, but anyway, that's just an example of, of what I'm talking about. Bob Stoops is our guest, brought to you by Modelo. Teddy and I have been talking about this defense, that, especially the past two games, and kind of here down the stretch, playing some pretty good ball. What have you been seeing the past three, four games or so? Like, Where have you seen this defense really get a lot better as the season's progressed here recently? Well, I think they're more comfortable in everything they're doing. Um, they're getting more confident, um, creating more turnovers. Uh, um, you know, all the different blitzes, um, I think it's fair to say Brant and Ted Roof and all of them have a fairly uh, decent menu of blitzes and pressures that, you know, there's, there's coverage alignments in back of that that, you know, I just feel they're – they're more in tune with it, more comfortable with it, more sure of their self on the blitz and or where they're going in the coverage. And and that's not unusual. Just as time goes, they're getting more more comfortable with it. And I, I, I believe it'll continue. And it was, uh, it was sure cool to see uh, Drake Stoops have such a huge night on, on senior night. Uh, and he was uh, one of the recipients of the Don Key Award as well, right? No, he was the Bob Calsu Award. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. That was uh, that was really cool. Teddy, you you got to do your homework. (laughs) I know, I know. Better than that, but he, uh, (laughs) which is, we started that award in '99 or 2000. Uh, You read up on Bob Calsu and his, uh, you know, just an incredible man and. you know, incredible person, man, soldier, un, you know, just unselfish, committed to the team and toughness, integrity, all of it. He's a special guy, and we started that award, and and it's always that and the Don Key Award are our top two awards on the team, as we've all, as you know, as we've all felt, you know, through the years, and and uh, so it is, it is great that he's recognized by his coaches and teammates that way, and I'm glad all the seniors had a had a big night. You know, not just Drake, but all of them. As you know, that's a that's a special way to go out and playing well and enjoying their families and friends on the field. Hey, I watched the XFL quarterback draft last week and thought it was really cool. Uh, you were the first team out to introduce your two new QBs. Tell us what you like about both those guys. Yeah, uh, Kyle Sloter's been on four or five NFL teams. Uh, was you know was on one through the summer uh, this year and just got released just as the season started. But um, you know, just really a strong player. Uh, played played with Sam Bradford for the Vikings for for a year. Uh, in fact, I was talking to him about that, and he and Sam were very close uh, at the time. And uh, and then um, Drew Plitz, the other guy, our other guy played at Ball State, and again was on a was. Uh, Played with the team uh, through summer, threw for over eight thousand yards, I believe it was. Anyway, just really good guys, and and it was more. It was wasn't more. It wasn't a draft. It was more. Uh, we we had assigned you know who we liked with the uh, top of the league with our upper management, and we sort of all just picked who we wanted 
ahead of the draft. It's good stuff. Um, well, uh, you know, last thing about OU, they bowl eligible, which they continued that long streak. Um, I think one of the longest in the country, and I, I, I know it's it's not the bowl that a lot of people maybe had envisioned, but how important is it to be able to, to make it to a bowl and be able to extend the season? Yeah, that was – I felt the same way in 99 when we took over, that we could go to a bowl game, get, you know, 8, 10, 12 extra practices. You know, it's kind of like spring ball. A uh, good number of times I would take you guys, you seniors, out. As you, you may remember, I'd take you guys out for half, three-quarters of the practice and just practice like it was spring ball, you know, who we had coming back and let the young guys get more snaps, more more looks, get more, you know, just get more seasoned in what we're doing. And big difference, and I, I felt that was a big deal for us in 99 going to the Independence Bowl and, you know, having those extra practices, I, I really believe helped us and led us into the 2000 year where we where we ended up winning it all. Yep, nope, I, uh, I totally agree. Got a bunch of good young talent. Be good to, to get those guys worked in a little bit, especially when you're learning a couple of new systems. All right, Coach, we appreciate you stopping by, and uh, we'll be watching as, as your the XFL stuff gets rolling and, uh, you guys get started. Got to be what? You're heading to training camp right after the new year, right? Uh, yeah, we'll start uh, practices around January 8 or 9. Uh, 10 is when the players show up. And then our first game will be February 16, 17, whatever that weekend is after the Super Bowl. Good stuff, Coach. Uh, we appreciate you stopping by as always, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right, guys. Great to be with you. Come sooner. Boomer Sooner. All right, there you go. There's uh, uh, <laughs> this there's is Coach good. Stoops. Peyton says what, – what did Peyton say? He says – well, someone said – I don't think it was Peyton, actually. Basically that, uh, dang, he he demands perfection out of Teddy even as a broadcaster. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I blame Toby for that um, because I had mentioned that um, – because I saw – I thought it was Braden Willis down there standing with the, um, uh, the uh, oh gosh, now I'm drawing a blank on the Don Key Award. And then Toby said that there was three guys that won it. And then he mentioned Drake Stoops, Eric Gray, and Braden Willis because they were all three standing there. And that's – so I'm going to push all of the blame onto Toby What, what a teammate throwing his yeah. uh, other teammate under the bus. Let's just call Teddy uh, Scotty Pippen. Blame it on some, everyone hey, else for the rest of the day. Sometimes there's got to be some self-preservation going on, Tyler. Yeah. He you – know? um, Bob had an opinion on the people disappointed about the offense, didn't he? Yeah. Or just upset about the game uh, or the win in general. <laughs> yeah. Well, um yeah, and I, I, I agree to a certain point. And I kind of mentioned one of the same things yesterday. You know, I, I think I think there was a point where maybe we had to – it was almost like we had to sacrifice some clock in order to try and use tempo to get a first down. You know, and even though it didn't work, obviously, um, but I think that's just kind of where they felt that they were at in the game uh, to where they had to – do whatever they they 
whatever edge they could to try and get to that next first down. But, you know, uh, all in all, who cares? We won, and I I actually like the fact that the defense got to continue to go out there and have it put on their back, and they succeeded, right? That's got to be a, a confidence boost for those guys. It's like nothing happened, even after the, the biggest game of the year for uh, maybe both teams. Uh, OU won. The fans are still mad. Uh, Oklahoma State lost, but everyone's yeah. still having a good old time with Mike Gundy, and he feels safe and secure. It's like the game yeah. never even took place, you know? Yeah, That's, uh, it's perfect. Exactly, exactly what you want, right? Um, it's been the perfect season to cover uh, with everyone angry all of the time, no matter what, right? Yeah, I just wonder if this is going to carry over to the holidays. Yeah, it's a nice gift, but it still sucks the way that this football season has <laughs> been. Hopefully well, the holidays can get everyone in a better mood. I don't know. We'll see. I know winning in Lubbock would, would help out quite a bit. If you could go ahead and do that, even though um, I guess there's going to be some snow in the area. Yeah. Down in Lubbock, yeah, Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it doesn't sound like they're going to be playing in a snowstorm, but a nice little snowstorm is going to hit a couple of days before the game starts. So, Well, let's, let's actually call it how it is. It's, it's going to be snowing in South Dakota, but the wind is going to blow it into Lubbock. All right, that's it's not actually snowing in it's, Lubbock. It's, it's just going to be so windy there that it blows in from elsewhere. From South Dakota to Lubbock, is there anything over a hundred feet in the air that could block the snow? I don't think there is. <laughs> no, no, there's not. That's what I'm saying. It's just going to like you. You can uh, you can smell South Dakota from Lubbock. Uh, well, actually, you can't. There's I could smell Lubbock from Lubbock toxic, right when I yeah, drive in. To, to tell say, you that yeah. much. Yeah, you actually you can't smell anything other than Lubbock whenever you're there. Uh, you're right though. Um, the uh, the bad season is just going to ruin everything, you know. Well, I sure appreciate all the hard work you guys did for Thanksgiving. The dinner's good, but it just ain't the same with the team in six and five. Hell, it's finally time you learn now as a mature adult three year old. Santa ain't even real, son. Sorry to tell you. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's just uh it's just misery, which hey, is okay. It's healthy every now and then to uh to be miserable. Let's do it. All right? Let's enjoy the misery. All right, quick time out. More from the rush coming up. Hanging out at the Carlstone today. Brand new senior living community right here in the heart of Norman. Bunch of different floor plans. Uh they've got outstanding amenities here. Fun activities going on all the time. Really cool stuff going on at the Carl Stone in Norman. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. GMC continues its commitment to professional-grade engineering in the GMC Truck Series, like offering the world's first... Education centers near you. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. We got a great challenge now, finishing out the regular season, going out to, to Texas Tech. Uh, much improved Texas Tech team, playing with a lot of confidence right now. And as we know, uh, Tech plays really well at home. 
and they've played well on the road, but they play really well uh, at home. So not an easy place to go out and play. They'll, they'll have the place packed out uh, for the Sooners. Uh, they'll do a tremendous job in the environment and the atmosphere. So you know, my challenge to the team is, you know, hopefully they're not satisfied uh, with, with uh, winning a sixth game. And we got a lot of football still in front of us, opportunity to uh, really um, continue to create some momentum for us going into uh, postseason play. And again, a great challenge. We're going to need to play well uh, this week. There's Brent Venables from his press conference earlier today talking about the game at Tech. A uh, little bit of a trivia question for you. Mm-hmm. When's the last time Texas Tech beat OU in a college football game? What year was it? Um, 09? Uh, no, it was not 2009. It's been more recent than that. Not much more recent, but it's been more recent. Uh, ten or eleven? Twenty eleven. Yes. Eleven. The uh, I don't think that you. That was right before you started doing this job when Tech came here in twenty eleven. I think OU was ranked number three at the time and upset OU and Norman. Really? Yeah. OU was a huge favorite in that game. There was a uh, massive rainstorm that delayed things. OU tried to come back and win the game, but yeah, it's it's been uh, it's been a long time. Been a long time since Tech's beat OU. Huh. Hopefully that continues uh, this weekend. Wow. Hopefully that's the case. And uh, I was looking at some of their numbers, conference only, earlier today, and they are right where you would expect them to be. Kind of right smack dab in the middle of the conference on most things. Number six scoring offense, uh, 30.3 points per game. Number six scoring defense, just under 30 points per game, 29.9. Not a great run defense, giving up 192 a game. Uh, They do get sacks, but they also give up sacks. They're number two in the conference in getting sacks and last in the conference in giving up sacks. So there's some redeeming qualities about their team, but there's a lot of things that are just kind of middle of the road in this league. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, Tech is... (laughs) It's really weird watching them play this year. Um, they've played three quarterbacks. Um, looks like Tyler Shuck's going to be the one that we see. Um, big kid, great arm, uh, really good thrower of the football, but, you know, he actually been scrambling around a little bit, uh, which which is a little bit different. Well, I was about you to know? say I'd, 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 uh, I'd be more afraid if they were going to play Donovan Smith, but if Tyler Shuck's running around, then okay. Yeah. Yeah, he um, like the last couple of games he ran he ran twelve times for seventy six against in a touchdown against KU, and he ran fourteen times for thirty three against Iowa State. Um, big kid, six foot five, big arm, and uh, they've got just like everyone else in the conference except for Oklahoma, they've got a core of big wide receivers. So. It's going to be um, going to be a big challenge offensively, and a couple of really good backs. I think um, uh, Sir Roderick Thompson and Taj Brooks, yep. a couple of really experienced backs. They share the workload almost right down the middle. Both of them, uh, right five eighty four for Sir Roderick Thompson, five seventy five for Taj Brooks. We're within ten carries of one another. So. Um, good all around football team. I guess my early week feel on this game is I'm actually pretty confident that the defense is going to play 
well enough to win. I don't think they're going to hold mm. Tech to 13 points or anything like they did last week to, to OSU, but I think they're going to make some plays. They're going to get some stops. They're going to create some turnovers. I think the defense will play well, but I have no idea what to expect from this offense. And yeah. even if they string together you know, three or four consecutive drives where they look good, it's, well, when is this – when is it going to turn off, and when are they going to go in a slump? I just I don't I don't feel great about this offense going into this game, even though this is a very gettable defense once again this week. Well, especially with what the uh, the Wilson kid out with injury and then headed to the NFL. Thank God we don't have to block him, which it would have been fun to watch him and um, uh, Anton Harrison go at it. That dude. Did he, wait, Tyree did, Wilson. Did he just opt out in the middle of the year? Well, no, he got hurt. Oh, okay, okay. And I was say, what did I miss? I totally yeah, missed that. He, he, he got hurt and, and made an announcement this week or maybe maybe the end of last week that he's not gonna he's not coming back. He's gonna focus on getting healthy for the for the draft. But that dude is um you remember um Oh, gosh. The dude that played for the Texans. Oh, I can't remember his name. It's who he reminds me of. Jadeveon Clowney? Uh, no, 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 no. Before that, he was a first-round pick um, way back in the day. I think it was the year – maybe it was the year I got drafted. Way back uh, in the day. Their first year was 2002, so I don't have to go that far back. Yeah, oh, it, you're talking was, about uh, probably – are you talking about Mario Williams, the dude out of NC yes. State? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's who he reminds me of. Like, same body size. Like, he's 6'6", 275 pounds, just like 3% body fat, just an incredible-looking uh, football player. He's going to be a first-round draft pick, easy. So the fact that he's not there, that's a bit of a game-changer for us. So, But it's still going to be – they're still really good in the front seven. They're tough. They've got some good length to them. Uh, Merriweather's a good backer. He's physical, downhill guy. Uh, got some decent size to him, 235-pounder. So, yeah, it's going to be a tough challenge. This is a good question. Thoughts on Tech's student section with it being Thanksgiving break? Yeah, look, I, and, I, and I've heard it around here this week. It's, well, you know that, uh, boy, you're all Lubbock at night. You know, it's always an interesting spot. But if you go back and look in how many games that they've actually won in Lubbock with this so-called – scary night game atmosphere. They haven't really won a whole lot of those games. And yeah. you and I have been out there enough times to where, yeah, the students out there are mean and they'll say awful things to you, but they're gone by the time the third quarter rolls around. I am interested yeah. to see, and, and that's for a you know game in October, early November. I am interested to see, being at a Thanksgiving weekend, if that place is packed out or not. I saw tickets... Uh, on StubHub earlier today just to look, and it was it was a pretty low amount to get in the game, so it doesn't sound like it's going to yeah. be a sellout. I would be I'd be surprised if it was a sellout. I don't know that I've ever been to a game there that was a sellout. Yeah, same. Um, now, I've been to some games. Like, we played there on Halloween one time, a night game on Halloween, and the student section showed up big early, but, you know, they bail first sign of getting beat. You know, they're, they're out of there to go party somewhere, which, you know, is not unique to Lubbock. I, here's the thing. I, Oklahoma State is a, a tougher student section by far. Kansas State, Kansas State maybe, might be the best. They might yeah, be number one. Yeah, it's good. Well, see, the, what I was about to say, though, is like Lubbock, they've got a big student section, 
but they're really far away from you. Like, they're on your side and right behind you, but the way the stadium is set up, like there's a ton of room between the bench and where the students actually are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like when you think about Oklahoma State, they are right on top of you. Fort Worth at TCU, they've got a really good student section. They're right on top of you. Um, it's not like that at all at Lubbock. So, which, you know, the reason it's going to be a difficult place to play is because of their football team and, you know, frankly, our football team. And that's that's the biggest factor, right? It's The crowd plays a role, but you're not going into Kyle Field or something. No, 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 no. Number one ranked team in the country. And, and so. if you go back and, like, look at their win-loss record just in conference in the past ten years or so, it's not – it's it's not going to be ranked in top of the league, no. and 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 Frank like they beat Texas earlier this year, which is a good win. But there's just not a whole lot of signature wins that they've had over the past decade. And this dreaded uh, night game at Jones AT and T Stadium. By the way, I got to mention this before we hit a break. Uh, there is a local media member that I guess got it confused this weekend um, on air. By the way, it uh, instead of tortillas being thrown. This individual thought that they threw uh, enchiladas during the game, which would make things a lot more interesting. It's like, you guys know they throw enchiladas out there, right? Pretty amazing. I, the only way you can throw an enchilada is with a spatula, isn't it? Yeah. Well, and I wouldn't put it past tech <laughs> students to figure out a way to do that or sneak that in their, in their pants. I can just picture a grandma up there with, like, one of those uh, – um, like a, a glass dish with enchiladas in it, and kids are just grabbing them out of there. <laughs> Throw them. Take your enchiladas, kids. <sighs> um, you know what's interesting, Tyler? It sounded like the mom off of uh, the Adam Sandler uh, uh, clip. Yeah, that was, was pretty good. <laughs> kids, watch it. <laughs> that was pretty good. And some cantaloupe. <laughs> um, actually, tech is one, two, three, four. Five and one at home this year. Whoa! How many signature wins in there? Um, they got they destroyed did. by Baylor in that one loss you're talking about. But we we got We got to hit a break here. We'll uh, we'll hit that on the other side. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number one next. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. It's time for Thanksgiving, and oh, there's nothing like food, family, football, and a brand new GMC from Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno. The new 2022 GMC Yukon, or the bigger, restyled new 2022 Yukon XL, will be the perfect ride to haul all your little turkeys. And don't miss the new 2022 GMC Acadias, Canyons, and Terrains. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC, I-40 and Highway 81, exit 125 in El Reno, or Dorsey-JonesBuickGMC.com. GMC, we are professional grade. The best place to stay hot this November is at Riverwind. With so many ways to win on over 2,800 of your favorite games. With some of the best dining and drink options around. It's easy to see why we're OKC's number one casino. It's time to come to Riverwind. Riverwind. 
It's football time in Oklahoma, and that means it's time to head to Inner Urban. Swing by one of their six locations in Norman, Edmond, Yukon, Chickasha, Ardmore, and Tulsa, and try their mouth-watering honey pepper bacon cheeseburger and a cold beverage. Inner Urban's cheese enchiladas are the best in America, along with their famous fried chicken club salad. Great food for any taste and friendly service to boot. Inner Urban staff can't wait to serve you fans. We'll see you when you get here. Did you know that the odds of you having a major insurance claim are very high at least once in your lifetime? How you handle the steps after the disaster determines how you are set up for the future. There are many questions you will have to answer. Restoration companies are usually the first on the scene after the first responders have left. Don't let a company force you to sign an assignment of benefits or let them tell you they will work directly with your insurance company. If you do, you might have just lost out on tens of thousands of dollars. Call Brown O'Haver today, 405-735-5510 today. Electric cooperatives don't just generate power, they generate ideas. At Oklahoma Electric Cooperative, we never stop thinking of ways to help everyone become more energy efficient. We invest our